All right. So welcome to the first podcast of The Zone on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. I'm Stephanie Hawk Freeman, and I couldn't think of a better way to start my first podcast with anybody else than head coach of the Gonzaga women's basketball team, head coach Lisa Fourier. Thanks for being here with me today. Anytime, Steph. I always say yes to you. Oh, I appreciate it. I know you're busy. So I really wanted to just start at the beginning, um, since, like I said, this is our first podcast, but I was thinking about this. Our relationship goes back way to my junior year. So that's like 17 years ago, and you were a grad assistant. So just kind of remind us how how did you get to Gonzaga and the path that you know that you took and now here you are. Just remind us of uh your your journey. You know, it's really funny because um growing up or when I was in high school and college and even until fairly recently, I always think of people who are just, you hear about people who are, I was in the right place at the right time. And that kind of changed their trajectory. And I think that might've been me as well, uh, because how we, we didn't know a lot about Gonzaga. We are from California. So um, we are still of the, the people who called it Gonzaga um, at that time. But in college, Craig and I worked for this book publishing, video publishing company called Coach's Choice. And so it's, it's based down in Monterey, California. And we used to stick uh, labels, video labels on VHS tapes um, of sports videos and workout videos and coaching videos. And um, Dr. Jerry Krause, who was our men's basketball director of operations at the time here at Gonzaga, he had a ton of books and ton of, he's the most published author and videographer in basketball history, I think. And so we constantly saw his name and our boss, Jim Peterson, when we were looking for grad school, when we were graduating from Gonzaga, uh, from Monterey, um, he just said, well, you guys got to get up there with Krauss. You got to get up there and check out Gonzaga. And we had maybe had some interactions with him for his videos or his you know, photo shoots or different things for his books and videos, but didn't know him personally. And so Coach Krauss, Craig and I were looking for a place to do grad school. And we had only really applied to one or two places together. And Gonzaga happened to be one of them. And then Coach Krauss and Coach Dr. Peterson kind of talked and got us up here on a visit. And he showed us around. I remember coming into Kelly Graves' office um, at the time I was 21 or whenever um, in a full suit. I had on, um, I think it was from Target, but it was a suit. It was the best I could do at the time. And um, if anybody knows Kelly Graves and what it's like around Gonzaga and what coaches are like, they dress like I'm dressed right now in a t-shirt and shorts. And so I walked in the summer in a suit and um, Craig went down the hall to the men's side and, you know, Coach Krause was looking for him specifically, and then I basically just convinced my way onto Kelly's staff at the time. We didn't have a director of basketball operations. We didn't have a video coordinator. Um, we didn't really have a grad assistant. And so I volunteered my services. He said, sure, come on. We can take as many free workers as we can find. And so that's when you were on the team staff. That's when I started here. And then after grad school, Craig and I uh, got married. Um, so we graduated from Gonzaga with our master's. We got married a week and a half later. And then we moved ourselves about two weeks later to Colorado because I got a full-time coaching job at Northern Colorado as an assistant coach. Um, and so we got out there in June of 2016, 2006. <laughs> and then um, nine months later, Kelly had an opening on his staff back here at Gonzaga. And so he called me and uh, we talked about it and, you know, our family is a family that prays. So we prayed about it for a few days and it was kind of a no brainer. It was a double, doubling my salary. It was back. Um, we loved our time at Gonzaga. It felt like it was a home away from home. And um, the program was in a different place than we were at Northern Colorado. Um, I loved my players and the coaches I got to work with out there, but 
Craig was between jobs at that time. He was going to maybe start coaching high school. And it just seemed like an, an easy answer for us. So we moved back. We drove over to U-Haul straight up to Jim Hayford's house and um, convinced Craig into a job at Whitworth. And I stopped here um, at Gonzaga, was an assistant for seven years. And then um, I very specifically remember this part too. I was just talking to some recruits about it yesterday when they asked me about um, you know, how I became the head coach or why when uh, Kelly left. And I was working out Ellie Tinkle in the old, in the manner, and um, right before the final four. And we, it looked like um, Kelly was going to be going to Oregon. And Mike Roth walked through the gym and looked at me and said, hey, when you get back from the final four, we should talk about a staff. And um, I like acted, I didn't have a lot of interaction with him as an assistant, not, not in a negative way, just he dealt more with the head coaches and he was scary to me. So I kind of nodded and acted like I knew what was going on. And then uh, a few minutes later, I was thinking my, the wheels started turning and I was thinking, does he mean my staff? Like if I was the coach here? Um, and at that time I had applied for a couple other head coaching jobs um, and was maybe getting close to getting one. So I was ready to be a head coach. And apparently Mike had kind of identified me as who someone who he would want to take over the program if Kelly ever did leave. And so kind of the rest is history, but I don't know if I was in the right place at the right time with that thing at Monterey, or maybe Mike just saw me that day and decided, you know, we need another coach. How about you? Or what it was, but I'm really grateful for all of those things and the way that everything aligned for us to be where we are right now. Well, I think Gonzaga is very lucky. I mean, everything lined up for them as well. Cause like you said, seven years as an assistant, right? Seven. Yep. And then you're going into your ninth year. So we're looking at like 15 years of Gonzaga experience here. So let's just kind of talk about your philosophy as a head coach and how that has transformed in your, you're going into your ninth year now. How's that changed? Um, well, it's changed a lot. That's a hard question. I was actually reading, reading over the questions that you might ask me today. And I told my husband that the philosophy question is one that I feel like as a young coach, I you know thought I needed to have, right? So as I was trying to become a head coach someplace else, I thought I needed to write out exactly what that meant to me. What is my basketball philosophy? And um, now that I'm a little bit more seasoned, I think it's a lot more ambiguous and just kind of a, a working process. I would say my, my philosophy now, when I was younger, I, I focused a little bit more on it has to be the X's and O's and how are we going to operate on the court? And that's still a part of it. But I think as I've become more comfortable with that piece, it really is more important how you handle people and how you manage people and develop relationships. And uh, we will never be successful if we can't figure out how to treat people well. And that's kind of my philosophy in life is just trying to love people the best you can. And I think it certainly carries over to the way we run our program. Uh, we've been lucky to have the same coaching staff. The four coaches have been here for all nine years that I've been the head coach. We've had some different video coordinators and director of operations, but for the most part, we've been steady. And so we've been able to kind of grow together. And as Jordan, Stacy, Craig, and I have aged a little bit, we've just really all come to the fact that um, it's about building relationships, um, certainly putting people, we, we developing people and, you know, that's both on the court and off the court, developing them as leaders, um, develop, um, developing them as individuals. Um, we're good recruiters, but, you know, it's hard to get all Americans, period, anywhere. And so we haven't been fortunate enough to have a ton of those. We've had really good players who've continued to get better. And then we've, we've focused on the team philosophy and that we're going to do way more individually um, and have way more individual success if we can band together as a team. And 
that's kind of what we value. We look at a lot of these players out there that we play against or these teams and the ones that are focused on me first and not the team first are just not really our type of people. And that's not to say that it's bad. It's just not been what we've had success with. We've had great success in doing it together and caring for each other. And we try to teach that to our players. And I think that's kind of the way of the Gonzaga athletic department and probably the university as well. So it aligns well with what we're doing here and big picture. But I guess that's what I would say. And so basically a shift from being more worried about the basketball to more concerned with how we are going to help people be their best. Yeah. And I think anybody that follows this program or is in touch gets to see a little bit of the inside of it, really sees those pieces of it. And I'm totally with you that that all around person and just caring about people, you just, just definitely see that Gonzaga draws good people in. And so Going towards that, you talked about those qualities and um, of the type of players that you're looking for. So some people might say, oh, it's your summer, it's your off season, you know, you're off playing, tanning in the pool or whatever. Um, But that's not necessarily true. Kind of give a little insight to um, what your summers actually look like. Yeah, well, someone asked me the other day, what have you been doing or something about summer? And I said, well, I think summer starts today, actually. I think this is the first day of summer for us. And we're lucky because we don't go back to school till the 30th. Um, so we've got 30 days of it. But no, my kids are in the same boat. They they like, what, you have to go to work today, mom? Like, why? It's summer. <laughs> I'm not a teacher. I don't have the summers off, uh, guys. So for us, um, how summer looks is it starts early you know, because college students, we graduate on Mother's Day and then our players have a little bit of time off. And then they each choose six weeks to come, six to eight. They can go up to eight, but we ask them to be here for six, uh, six weeks of individual workouts. And so our team, we spend a lot of time working in small groups. Um, I know that some teams do all team workouts in the summer and that's uh, useful as well. But for us, we like to focus on in player development in the summer. And so one, two, three people usually in a group, and we do that four hours for each kid each week um, or each player. I know not everybody likes them being called kids, sorry. Um, so each player each week. And so we're doing workouts all summer and we've had players here. Some of them didn't go home. Some of our internationals stay that week between graduation and summer school. And then we'll have players here all the way through the end of the month this month. And so at any given point, we've been doing workouts and that's not all me, you know, that's sometimes my assistant coaches. I do some of them in the summer, but I also try to take, take some time away from my voice. Um, so sometimes I just go in and watch. Um, and then the month of June, we have a ton of team camps and individual camps. So we held three team camps in June and one in July. And then we had an individual camp in June and an individual camp in July. And so we have had tons of kids coming to camp um, from 12th grade all the way down to kindergarten level. And it's so fun. I love camp. I know a lot of a lot of people don't always love doing camps, but I love teaching basketball. I love having fun and running around. And I think that if we can get back to that, being that camp coach, that also that also serves us with our college teams as it becomes more intense and more serious. If you can, if I can coach my players with the same kind of energy and enthusiasm that I bring to camp, then probably we're, we're going to be having a lot of fun, which is our goal. Um, and then that moves right into July. And in July we had this year, I think it was something like 18 days that we were on the road. You could have, no one on our staff ended up going overseas to the FIBA stuff, but we were on the road all over the country. You know, we were zigzagging from Pennsylvania to LA to Chicago, down to Orlando and Alabama. So we were getting out there and looking for all those new players. And uh, I love that part too, actually. I, I love each part of our job, um, but it is 
certainly not a break time in the summer. We try to squeeze in walks and trips to the lake and the pool around that when we can, um, since we do have family who are trying to enjoy their summer as well. But it is not, it's not like we're just hanging out at home all day. Right. Yeah. And there's so many things to that. You talk about summer school. Do they still do two summer sessions for summer school? So you can they do, do like yep. the early and late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just talking about, there's so many NCAA rules that you have to follow with recruiting and all that stuff. So it is a lot to manage. And so out there, you, you've gotten through the July recruiting period. What have you seen? Uh, you know, when you're looking for those qualities, you said you're looking for, you know, those Zag qualities. What have you seen? What are you really recruiting for right now? Is it always all positions or like specific positions? Um, just speak towards um, your approach and how do you game plan with your staff with that too? Yeah, we have a bunch of lists. You know, we meet every Monday and um, that's something that we've been doing for the last couple of years where just so that everyone can plan for it. And we go over the list of the recruits that we like. We, you know, on any given day can draw up probably too often. We're always drawing up the same um, depth chart and it hasn't really changed that much. Sometimes the people who are hoping to get, you know, as one comes off the board because they commit elsewhere or as they commit to us and it it adjusts a little bit, but um, looking through and we don't recruit every position every year. Um, Generally, we're trying to find a guard and a post every year. The, The point guard position is something that we've had great success with here at Gonzaga, but the way we run our programs um, that's not an every year thing. That's an every couple of years situation. And um, we had, you know, if you go back to even court, Courtney was a freshman when Rachel Kane was a, a senior. And then um, Tatri and Court both came in um, or were about the same year because they were redshirt for Tatri. But then after that, we had um, Jasmine Redmond was a freshman when Courtney was a senior. And she was basically the main point guard for a long time after that. We got T- Taylor Carr in the middle there for a while. And then we had Georgia Sturton when I first took over. And then Laura, she was a senior when Laura Stockton was a freshman. And then, you know, so it's Jesse Loetta took over and then Kaylee took over for her. And so we've had less point guards because they kind of take over the reins and then it's their, their team to run. And there's, we've had great backups and we play two or three together at the same time. And that's fine. We had, we had started Chandler Smith, Jesse Loetta and Laura Stockton, which are all three point guards at great ones for one, one season, but I would say point guard thing, we're trying to recruit a little bit more, you know, more space in between each next one. And right now is one of those years. Kaylee and Kaylin are going to be seniors. There's the COVID year to figure out, but we certainly, we have Peyton Muma on the, the roster. She's never played for us. So she'll be a, a freshman this year, a redshirt freshman, and then figuring out who the next one is. And we have some really great prospects, but then beyond that, I think we're always kind of looking for an interior player and a, a perimeter player of some sort. This particular year, we have room for three, but the the transfer portal is such in the COVID year that it's getting a little, it gets a little wonky because depending on who takes the extra year for COVID, once you get through that, things will normalize a little bit, but then we haven't had a lot of transfers leave our program. We've been fortunate in that regard, but you know, you never know. And we've, we've brought a couple in. So it, it changes from year to year, Steph. Right now we're, we're hoping to find a point guard, a, com, a wing, and then a, a forward of some sort and or a center and haven't got all those figured out yet. So that's what we're, that's what we were looking for this summer um, specifically. And then I don't know, just generally, you know, we, we watch all kinds of things. We watch if they can shoot or not. We watch how they move, athleticism, certainly size. And um, that's a factor. 
we're definitely watching attitude and leadership skills and, and you're looking for different things from different positions. So we like post players who can run the floor or front court players, however you want to call them. Uh, we don't get a lot of them that are slow and want to play half court because we do so well with point guards who can pass. Um, we like wings with size or you can shoot. You, you got to be one or the other. Um, there's not a small wing who can't shoot. That would be, <laughs> I don't know how optimal that is for anybody. Yeah. Um, those are general guidelines of what we're looking for in this particular season. And then for the guards, we, you, for us, uh, unselfish, you got to run your program. Um, you have to be able to score, but also be able to pass because um, we're going to be getting players into positions where they can be very effective and we need the ball to get there on time. So those are some of the general things. But I'll tell you, nowadays, it's much more important how um, how you play, because there's a lot of people who just want to go one on one all the time. They don't play well within a team. And that's not the kind of system that we run. We run a, a team system. So if you can't play with others, then there's probably other places that you would fit in better. And I know that's one of the comments when you talk to people who follow the program and love watching you guys is that you guys play as a team. Yeah. You know, it's not a lot of one-on-one -on -one breakdowns and they really enjoy that team play. So, and I'm glad you really touched on that COVID and the transfer portal, because that's definitely mixed some things up. So speaking along those lines, kind of giving us a little preview of this year. I know it's hard to tell, right? Cause you've got a lot of pieces losing Sierra, Abby, Anna, Mel, but you're gaining um, a couple transfers in Brenna and Destiny. Um, how do you feel? You've got those senior guards, the Trons, you know, you got a lot of coming back. What do you envision this team possibly looking at? A little quicker pace, slower pace, better shooting? Gosh, I'm just now getting, you heard what our summer was like, right? So, <laughs> sorry. Maybe been... I'm a little too <laughs> premature on this question, but I'm excited. I always get excited. Everyone gets excited and we're excited too, but we haven't, we haven't gotten too deep into the weeds yet, but of course we know what we have coming back. I would say um, last year, we were really fortunate that, and we are a lot of years where we have what seems like seven starters. Um, Kaylin and Yvonne Ejim did not start for our team. Um, maybe each one game or something with injuries, but they weren't the regular starters. So with those two and Kaylee back, we have three players who are very proven. Um, I would say that Brenna Maxwell is a, an import that's proven. She was a great player at Utah, um, has proven herself as a, a wonderful shooter. Um, Michaela Williams and... Um, Eliza Hollingsworth, they played in, I think, every game for us last year, uh, quality minutes. Um, KK was our, our second guard, you know, our first one besides Lynn off the bench. So I think that it's interesting because we have some people who are um, very experienced who need to move into a more prominent leadership role. We have players who um, have certainly gotten their feet wet, are primed and ready to make a big jump into a, a major contributor. And then we have a lot of young players who were kind of getting used to the system, getting used to college, getting used to the speed and all of that. Um, and they're, they got to make the jump to be contributors, you know, so everyone is in an interesting phase. I, I think every year I, I could literally look up at all the pictures and say, well, that year we graduated so-and-so, so-and-so and such and such. And every year it's stressful. Um, and I think that in programs like ours that utilize the team, that play a lot of players and that help you develop every year, you're going to graduate really good players and just be expected to reload. And it's not, it's not going to have to be a rebuild. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a reload and a shuffle of role. And so that's what we're looking at this year. It's very exciting. Um, always when you have a lot of people who have to change their role or improve their game or, or step into a, a bigger impact. And I think that's certainly what this year is. Um, you know, our, our freshman 
group that was that was available last year was Bree Salenbein, who she's coming back off of an injury, but we think she's going to do a great job. Um, Mount Hybens, and so she she played spot minutes, but was very effective when she did. Uh, we had Esther Little, who's as good a defender and passer as anybody we've seen. And then we had those other guys who were coming in um, off their redshirt season. Most people are used to seeing those two just down there at the end doing rowboats and things like that with Callie Payton. Um, and then Destiny, of course, she's an addition that I think is going to be very solid for our team. So I think, Steph, that I, I would expect us to be hopefully able to shoot it a little bit better. We're going to have to guard as a team. I, I don't. We, we lost some really good individual defenders. And we try to defend as a team like we do everything else, but we did lose a few people who could really lock down one player at a time. Um, the rebounding, again, this is the second year in a row when we graduated Jen and Lee and Jill and Lou moved on and Jillian graduated. That was a lot of rebounding to graduate. And now we're doing that again with Melody and Anna and um, Abby. They used to rebound a lot. Sierra turned into a great guard rebounder. So I think really all areas of the game, we need everybody to just take a little step. And I'm not worried about it, but the team kind of takes on an identity of its own and it's not always what you think it's going to be. Um, I think we're still going to be able to be fast. I think we're going to find a way. We, we're adding some people who can shoot it really well into the possible lineup. So I think that's going to be nice. Um, and then we'll see. We just got to compete every day and we're going to be tested early. So we'll get a, a good handle on what we're going to be capable of or what we need to work on. Nice. Okay, so I'm just going to get down to my last couple. So we've talked about kind of the people that you like to recruit and talking about the people. And I just want to speak towards the Gonzaga family, especially the women's basketball side of it. Um, you've always made time and made the effort um, to reach out and other people might not see this, but you're always giving a shout out on birthdays, right? And whether it's a text or a Facebook or whatever, but not only that, like I've received text messages from you just out of the blue, just checking in on me. And I know I've really appreciated it, but that why, 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 I mean, you've got so much going on. Why is that so important? Why do you still continue to make that a priority? Well, um, I'm just emotional. you, you're I just get, that no. kind of a person. <laughs> I get emotional when I talk about the alums. I love, I love the players. Um, but the alums are, there's it's such an interesting group of you guys, because I think when I, when there was uncertainty about who was going to take over the job, um, I think that when they named me as the head coach, the, the players who were here in the program at the time, they knew, but then some of you guys who had graduated, you guys weren't sure what was going to happen. And um, you guys are a huge part of my development as a coach and I'm getting the program to where it is now. And when any one of you guys walk in the gym, it's just like, I forget all the things you did when you were players that were bad. I, I only think of how much I love you guys. And uh, I just think, it's really important. I think it was important to you guys. It, I've heard from several alums from, from your age to the more recent one, Stephanie, that it helps it feel like it's how it was in some ways, because it's still me. I still coached most of you, a lot of you guys. And I mean, I've been here for a long time now. So <laughs> over the last 15 as a paid coach, but 17 going into 18 as a, a per, part of the program. And so I just think that you guys mean the world to our program. You guys have gotten us where it is and you're why I coach. I coach because of the players. I love basketball, but I could play basketball more if I wasn't coaching. Honestly, I'd have more time <laughs> to do that. And so I just think you guys are really important to me. And I go back to the relationship part and the taking care of people. And I wish I was better, actually. I, I appreciate you saying that, but I, I sometimes miss a day for a birthday or I sometimes 
feel like I, oh gosh, I should have reached out to her. Hopefully she's doing okay. And so when I think of you guys, or when I see you guys on social media or see you at a game, I try to reach out as often as I can just to stay connected because um, you guys are what makes the program special. And you guys are what drives me to keep coaching every day. It's just the different relationships. And with you, I was a grad assistant. I was almost, I'm, I'm older than you, Steph, but not that much older. <laughs> I was like, at that time, I wanted to be friends with the players. And then in the middle stretch, I was kind of the hard coach, but who they knew they could rely on. And I would tell the truth. And now I'm the head coach. So I'm not as much fun um, as I used to be. And I'm a little bit more scary, but um, hopefully all along, just wanted you guys to know that we love you and that you always have some place to call home and some people to call family, even when it might be going rocky with your own or whatever you have going on in your life. So I think, I think that's the reason it's a family place and we run the program certainly like that. Lisa, I can definitely say that um, it is, it is a family and I've always felt welcomed. And like I said, I really appreciate it. And I know other alums, um, alums do. And um, I just think it's really cool because I think some coaches can say they care, um, but you actually dem are demonstrating that and um, it's felt. So last question, and then I'll let you off the hook. You've been so gracious with your time today. So you've got all these roles, your mom, your coach, your mentor, you know, your friend, and you're just going, going, going. So what do you do for yourself? What do you do for you that keeps your cup full and keeps you going? Um, gosh, that's a good question. I probably don't do it as often as I should. Um, so first let's call it that. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I really love to walk. I love to exercise. I love to read. Um, it's, it's, there's nothing, I, I try to just enjoy what I'm doing right then, uh, honestly, because there's not enough time or the schedule is not normal enough or consistent enough to where I can say every day, I'm going to go for a walk at this time, because then the next day you have to go and pick up your kid from summer camp. And the next day you have to get on a plane at 4am. And so it's just not consistent enough. Um, but I would say trying to, for me, being in the present moment and not worrying about stuff, um, you know, in the past or in the future helps me to keep my cup full because I really do enjoy a lot of parts of my job and a lot of parts of our life. I have great friends that I love to spend time with. Um, I, right now is my, right now my cup is full because I get to be outside. And uh, that is something that I really love is just spending time outside and with our family and friends, but you know, whatever. I think any time that I can carve out that is uh, that day, that day it's a walk and this day it's a workout and that day it's reading and this day it's a trip to the beach and Kind of just finding something every day or every couple days is what probably recharges me the most because it is a crazy time you labeled named off all those things that I have to do in any given day and so just finding time to enjoy the little things are probably the best medicine for me. Well, Lisa, like I said, thank you so much for your time today. I always enjoy talking to you because you just shoot it straight and tell it how it is and I love it and I'm super excited for this upcoming year we'll probably check back in with you again later as we get closer um, but go enjoy your free time go go for a walk I'm doing something today okay. yes. thanks <laughs> for right. having me Steph <laughs> yeah all right so thank you everybody for joining the zone on Gonzaga's Nation SI and I'm Stephanie Hoff Freeman with uh, head coach Lisa Fortier and thank you everybody for watching